0: If you have ever wondered if you can actually make millions right where you are, if you can actually do it by following your desires, this podcast episode is for you. If you have ever felt like you struggle with your self esteem and you struggle with confidence and you're shy and you want to turn that around, this podcast interview will inspire you. If you want to laugh, you need to listen to this. I am so excited to share this with you because you're going to learn about the power that you get from the courage to listen to your true desires, to own your desires, and to get clarity of the longing of your soul, as our special guest put it. So listen, sit back, relax, Get a notepad and a pen. This is going to be good. Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. As always, I am your host, Ekene, and I am excited because I have one of my Nigerian sisters in the house today. You know, here on this podcast, our goal is to bring you templates of success from all across the diaspora to really talk about how women are doing it in different cultures. And I am really excited because this is my my fellow Igbo sister. You're You're going to hear my Nigerian accent come out here, okay? just so you know. So those of you that don't know, I was born in the U.S., but I was raised in Nigeria. My roots are Nigerian. I'm Igbo, and I have an Igbo sister here who's from Nigeria, and I'm so excited to introduce to you the one and only Stephanie Obi. So Stephanie, welcome thank you yes <laughs> nice to be here too. <laughs> yes and she is dialing in all the way from Nigeria so isn't technology awesome and uh, this is really important for you to know because Tef- Stephanie has leveraged technology for millions so just prepare yourself right I'm so impressed <laughs> with what she's done and I'm excited to share her work with you let me read a little bit about her bio because it's worth reading and uh, so you can also know about who she is I'll start with her official bio then I will tell you the things that I I have been watching and sort of checking on and what made me say we have to have her on this podcast. So Stephanie is an online business coach whose mission is to help African women earn a living from monetizing their knowledge online. To date, Stephanie has helped hundreds of women create their own online courses and generate up to tens of millions in revenue. She's the creator of the Course Launch Delivered, an online coaching program that helps everyday women build personal brands, create online coursing, courses, earn a living, and impact lives through the use of digital resources. She's also an Amazon bestselling author of the book, Knowledge is the New Gold, and is the founder of an ed tech Startup Trainee, which is an online education platform that manages and creates. Online courses by Africa's most trusted leaders. She is a first class graduate. For those of you that don't know what first class means, it means top of the class in Nigeria. That's we look for first class. She's a first class graduate of computer science from Covenant University, and she holds an MBA from the prestigious Lagos Business School. So she is legit all the way around, Stephanie. We want to welcome you. So listen, I. Uh, reached out to Stephanie to have her on because I've been watching her for a while. She's a millennial. So she's like my little sister. I hate to say, you know, some people like they say, ma, I was just, I just put something on my uh, LinkedIn about how, when I go to Nigeria, people are like, ma, ma. One of the things I love about Stephanie, she doesn't do all of that. She's like, how are you? I'm like, that's right. That's right. That's how we do it. Cause I am nobody's ma. Right. (laughs) But let me tell you about Stephanie. So Stephanie started this business. She's going to tell you more about her story. But what I love when you go to her website, which is stephanieob.com, she has her origin story. I love origin stories because often when we meet people and their success stories, we don't always hear the backstory, kind of how they started. And what I love about her origin story was she started out first as a maker. She was making Ankara, which is our traditional fabric in Nigeria. She made these bags and accessories, right? And correct me if I'm ever wrong, Stephanie, just jump in and say, no, 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 let me fix that. So she started out in 2010 and then she decided to do a training because she had been making them. People are asking her, how do you make them? She decided to do a training and she did something that I love because I'm all about the lean startup. I'm all about just start where you are. And she did a class in her parents' garage. She actually has a photo of the class with the plastic chairs and they put a nice little Kara like uh, Tablecloth over it. It is so everything, right? You need that picture like front and center in your big office when you when you are like. Next level, like you're already next level, but when you get to super next level, that is a beautiful picture to frame where it all started. And she did her first class there. And from doing that, just recognizing that one of the challenges of classes and training, she loved it, but you can't train everyone face-to-face. And that's where she leveraged her first class degree in computer science (laughs) to create this online course and now has become like the online course expert certainly in Nigeria. I live in the U.S. and I am very much aware of her. She's an influencer. Obviously, she's an expert in what she does. And I just, I, I love the energy. And the other thing I will say, I've had the pleasure of meeting her. She's reached out to me, or I don't even know how we met Stephanie, right? But we've met like briefly in person once, but we've talked a yeah. couple of times. First of all, her smile is like this big, like this big. <laughs> And then here's the thing that I always say, when you meet people who have soulful success, which I am all about, if you, you know me, you listen to me, I talk about success from the inside out. And I know that you can have success and it'd be so less success, or you can have success and it'd be soulful success. When I meet women who I believe have soul, soulful success, even if I don't know all about them, there are a few things that I see as markers. Number one, they're not threatened by other women. They're not threatened by other success stories. They're actually really warm and open. Number two, they don't have this false arrogance or false humility. So they know who they are. They stand in their power, but they're humble enough to say, hey, let me, w- what do you have to offer? Can I learn from you? And how can we connect? And how can we talk? They don't have this sense of, oh, I'm, I'm too much. I'm too big. You know, who are you? What's your level type of thing? And mm-hmm. and you see that. Whenever I see that, I know that that person is actually quite insecure in where they stand. But a woman who's secure, she doesn't have to worry about another woman knocking her down. She feels 100% comfortable. And Stephanie, exhibited those characteristics to me when I met her. And of course, she didn't call me ma like I told you, you know. So we were, you know, I was like, okay, that's that's a girl to, to watch. And I've been watching her for a while. Follow her on Instagram and just love the work that you do, Stephanie. So I honor you and I'm excited for you to start sharing your story. So I'm going to actually stop talking now. After I ask you this one question, right, can you tell us your story in your own words like you know how did you get started how did you go from your MBA to I'm going to start making Ankara bags and then to online courses.
1: Okay thank you Akane for that warm introduction.
0: <laughs> I feel at, <laughs> feel at home. Feel at home, feel at home.
1: All right so my journey started um, you know while I was Even before my MBA program, I used to work at um, a multinational company. And, you know, I was... Everybody thought I was so lucky to have that job. But I wasn't... um, I didn't feel fulfilled. Something was missing and I didn't know what it was. I just knew that this is not what I want to do with my life. And, you know, it it caused such a stare because everybody was telling me, oh no, you should be happy, you're here. People can't get this kind of jobs, you have it. But, you know, something was just missing. And so I decided to, to go and get an MBA. Maybe I'll find myself in the MBA program. I went to the MBA program. Once again, it continued. I was just confused. All my friends wanted to do you know, um, finance or marketing. They were very clear on what they wanted to do. And I, all I kept saying was that I want to impact lives. I mm. want to impact lives. I want to impact lives. And it didn't really make sense because there was nothing, no fields that would help you to impact lives. The closest was CSR, you know, corporate social responsibility. And so I was thinking about doing that. But on the other hand, I had this hobby. I used to make accessories. I had done it for such a long time. It was uh, something I picked up in the university. I would make accessories for myself or my friends. I started selling it, but it was a hobby. I I wasn't thinking that it would grow to be anything. But my accessories business was growing. I was earning an income from it. And... While I was still doing the MBA, I thought to myself, hmm, let me see if I can um, just train people on how to make accessories. Like it has done so much for me and an extra stream of income from it. Let me help other women. Just an idea. My I first know. class, my first workshop, nobody showed up. I
0: love it.
1: <laughs> nobody. Uh-huh. I've been nobody there. Showed up. <laughs> ah! I, in fact, I was so ashamed. I went, I I I remember that I, I laid in bed and I held the blanket over my head and I was crying and how mm. would I put my face out how would I how would I answer people who, who ask me Stephanie how was your workshop I was so embarrassed I, I had done all this um, work telling everybody about how I was going to impact life with this training program with this workshop okay. and then nobody showed up I remember that I stood up And I went to listen to, I went for a seminar Mm -hmm. and the person who was speaking started talking about his own um, failure stories, how he failed, how he failed countless times. And I was just like, what? Mine is nothing. (laughs) Mine is nothing (laughs) compared to this. If he can fail and he's still standing, please, I just brushed myself up. Yeah, and I okay. said, there's something that I missed, I will try again.
0: And mm. then
1: started trying to learn how to use the internet. Because at that time, I wasn't very um, internet savvy. I just felt like social media was a fad and it would fade away. You know, so I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to it. But when I tried to market a workshop, the old school way, new work. Mm-hmm. So I started saying, hmm, how can I use Facebook? How can I use Facebook? And I, you mm. know, I, I tried, I started pushing myself, learning about... Um, social media marketing and i remember my first workshop i had about four four people hey, hey my god mm. <laughs> i think i was happier than them like i was like
0: what <laughs> <laughs> <I love it. laughs> hey my god yes
1: <laughs> and like i you know i i, I was on the phone with my friend and i was like this is what i want to do with my life i found mm. it i found it because i had uh-huh. this joy when I was training them, I, I, I trained throughout the whole day. I did not eat. I didn't rest. I was on my feet walking. I was like, this gives me so much energy. I want to do this. And so I kept doing the trainings. I kept marketing online. Then people started reaching out to me from different cities saying, Stephanie, um, I want to take your class. I want to take your class. I want to take your class. Can you travel here? Can you travel there? I couldn't travel to all those places. And then I thought, hmm, what can I do? to reach out to all these people. I can't physically travel to all these cities. And I just had this, it was an experiment. Let me record video trainings and put them up online and let me see if anybody would sign up for them. You know, mm. at this time, I must say that in Nigeria, we, we, we not everybody had a smartphone at that time. Yeah. Um, not everybody had access to internet. You know, it wasn't that strong. It was just, you know, something that was coming up. It was very mm-hmm. new. So it was an experiment. Let me see how it goes. Mm. To my amazement, people paid for this training program. Mm -hmm. They paid from different countries. I could not believe it. Mm -hmm. And then... I started getting um, thank you messages. Stephanie, when I found you online, I just came out of a very bad relationship. I was Mm. broken. I I lost my self-esteem. But you showed me how to learn a skill. I started my own accessories business. I'm now making my own money. I don't have to depend on men. Uh, I now believe that my dreams are valid. I've Mm. always dreamt of going to fashion school. And I applied and I got in. I want to tell you thank you for changing my life. Wow. When I started getting these messages... You know, from a number of people, I said, ah, There's something this is, this is, this is, this is more than just you know, any extra stream of income. This mm-hmm. is the impact that I've been talking about. Like, That's even right. when I, I did not even think that the impact could be that, um, could go that far, mm-hmm. you know. I was thinking, Oh, they'll just be able to earn an extra stream of income, but I didn't think that the way they saw themselves would also change,
0: change. yes.
1: And that really inspired me, it really, mm-hmm. really inspired me. I said, I want, I want to spend the rest of my life. Doing this. Hmm. I quit my job. I didn't tell
0: anybody in my family. <laughs> I, just oh, I know. You don't tell you you go mom and dad that you quit your source of income. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just quit and I went into it. I started teaching all sorts of topics. Wow. I started teaching um, marketing, graphic design, like anything that I knew, mm-hmm. I wanted to teach it.
0: Mm.
1: But then I started struggling. I, I couldn't replicate the success that I, um, my first success that my Ankara tertiary course. So sometimes I will be able to sell a few courses. Sometimes I won't be able to sell anything at all. You yeah. know, I was, I was struggling, and it, I really, I was, um, I, 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 I didn't know what was wrong because I was, I kept saying to myself, this thing has worked before. Yeah. I know it works. Why can't I replicate this success? And yeah. I kept on doing this try and error method for some years until. I sat down one day and said, look, there's a logic to this. Let me sit down and document Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why this thing worked. So the few times it had worked, I documented what I did. And when it did not work, I documented what I did wrong. And I found a framework. And if I just follow these steps, I will successfully launch this online course. I tried it again, and it worked. Mm -hmm. I tried a different method again, and I failed. (laughs) (laughs) I saw since then... I stuck to the framework, and that's what I teach now. So I now teach people how to create, sell, and launch online courses using that same framework. Mm, wow. That's how I got myself here.
0: What a wowoo, as, as they <laughs> say in Nigeria. That, that is how we say in Nigeria, wow. What a wowoo. I love it. First of all, I just have to commend you. You tell your story amazingly well. Clearly, you're an expert at telling your story. And Thank you. you. It was riveting. You took us up. You took us down. I love it. You know, and there were a few things that really spoke to me that I'd love to share because for me in my work as a coach, right? So you're a business coach and I really do a lot of mindset and strategy kind of work and leadership work. And so I saw some big things that you really did that women need in order to shift and I'd love to call them out and talk a little bit more perhaps on some of these topics. Right. So the first thing that I love, right. That you talked about, and it's funny cause I just did a video about this was that you had the courage to own your desires. Cause when you yeah. talked about that, you got that job in the multinational right firm and that's like a coveted job and everyone is like, "Aha! you have made it. That's it. Right, and you're like, "No, this is not quite it. I think a lot of women struggle with that because they they just get stuck because everyone expects them to do something right've mm-hmm. they've, they've checked the box and and they're in the box, but the box doesn't work for them. And I know I had that same experience too, being a pharmacist. And people are like, oh, you're making six figures. Okay. Uh-huh. You've done it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is not going to work for me. So I can totally relate to that. And it takes a lot of courage to be able to let go of something that isn't working. And then even going further, you did the MBA, which is another thing. Okay. We understand the MBA. Okay. Okay. Stephanie. I- I- ah, Oh, yeah. You're going for the MBA, but it's still not enough. Like, it's, you know, I don't want to do just make money. I want want to impact lives so the first thing was the courage and when I talk about desire so one of the things that I uh, do is really help women understand how to create become conscious engineers of success mm-hmm. and it starts with the mind you had a lot of mind you you, you already had done your work in fact one day I want to talk to your mother and your father because there's a <laughs> way that you were raised right that prepared you Because clearly there's some of these shifts that you already had. So there was the first piece, right? You had the courage to own your desires, and then you had clarity. So the clarity is I want to impact lives. That statement is both a clear statement and it's also a heart-centered desire. So one of the things I talk about about with desires, people often get stuck on the superficial desires. So when they're doing like the vision boards and things like that, then they're thinking, okay, I want to live here. I want this much money. Those are superficial. Those are at the risk of sounding like churchy. But I'm going to go there because you all know I, I like to read the Bible. I like to share from the Bible. But, you know, those are desires of the flesh. They won't drive you. They won't take you as far. But a desire of the heart, what, what has been placed inside of you, is what will give you the energy to actually do some of the other things that Stephanie did. So her desire of the heart was, I want to impact lives. That creates empathy. It makes you see things differently. It, there's such a spiritual level of transformation that occurs once you tap into your heart-centered desires. So I love that Stephanie, uh, her story, your story just illustrates all of that. Then the second thing, thank you for sharing authentically (laughs) about your story of having no one show up for your workshop, because I've had that experience myself. I had a talk that it was free that no one showed up for. Now I have talks. Now I have seminars and, and things that are actually, that cost maybe upwards on $500 to $1,000, or some of them are much higher than that, and people show up. So it's interesting that it was, you know, you had, a neg- you had something that happened that was, a lot of people just get stuck there. Right, no one showed up, and I thank you for talking about the shame because I too have <laughs> cried in my bed, you know. And, and you, I'm sure you invested, you invested your time, you may have invested yeah. money, and you're like, you know, and being Ibo like you, I can understand. It is painful to lose money; it is very painful. There's a there's an Ibo jeed that you're like, ah, ah, how can right? So I can relate to that, but and and you know, we don't always share those stories. I can't right now. I can almost guarantee. No, not even almost. I'm willing to put money on the fact that somebody listening to this podcast has had a failure and it was so jarring that they didn't do it again. Mm. And I want you to really hear this. If that's you, because Stephanie had a workshop that no one came to. And now if I tell I, I myself, I know the people that she does work for. I see them, I see her course, her CLD gang or I don't, tribe, CLD <laughs> yeah. tribe, and they're just there, and there's so many of them, and they're joyful, and she's there looking pretty. That started with no one showing up. If only you would just try again, and I think that's one of the big things, that we don't try again. So thank you for sharing about that. And then let me tell you the other thing that I love that you did. And then this is because you're just hitting like, like, <laughs> this is a masterclass, you guys. Like she just kind of broke it down. I'll just follow her story. This is why I love templates of success. Because if you listen and you follow, success leaves clues. And these are her clues. So she did not, after crying, right? She dried her eyes because you can't cry, but dry your tears. Get up. She got up and she I love that you said you went to go and listen to somebody who is sharing their success story. Input determines output. Sometimes you're just listening to the wrong people. If you had gone to go and listen to some of your friends who are like, I told you, why did you try this? You know, people, uh, you know how Nigerians are. They're never going to support. This kind of (laughs) thing does not work. They won't work here. That would have been, we would, Stephanie, I would never even know you. Yeah, that would have been the end of your story. You just be, you know, unhappy, unfulfilled somewhere, just, you know, going to work, maybe spending all your money on things that distract you so that, you know, you stop, you stop feeling that unfulfillment that you were feeling, but it never really goes away. And there's so many women that are like that. So many men are like that too, but because you had the right input This is why we need to guard our hearts, guard what you're listening to. She had the right input. She heard someone who was transparent, who said, listen, I had many fails. And every success story has several fails. In fact, if you're not failing, it means you're not trying hard enough or you're not reaching far enough. So I love that. And then the next thing, because let me tell you, I took intensive notes. So um, (laughs) as you can hear, right, I took, I've even numbered them one, two, three, right? So the other thing that you talked about was because people tell me all the time, how do I find my purpose? How do I find my purpose? And one of the things that I like that you said was, well, you tried something and then you just paid attention to your energy. When you were teaching, you weren't eating. Like you're, you're, not, you're so excited. You can go for hours. You're not tired. That is how you know, boom, this is what I was, I'm here for. This is what I'm created for. This is my purpose. Because people are looking for a sign that says purpose, enter here. But I think purpose is a path you start stepping on it little by little and purpose evolves. And I think so as you grow, you know, you're doing different things because now you started from t- training, then you're teaching online courses, you have your CLD tribe, and now you're, uh, you have training. So you have all these things and you know, only goodness knows where you're going to be in 10 years. So I love that you listen to your energy. And then the fact that you, had struggles you had struggles in replicating the success and went back to look at it so one of the things that for me when I teach I teach both mindset but I also talk about like hardcore things, and because of your MBA, I'm certain that you learned about systems thinking and the ability to look at a system and and pull it out. So the ability that you had to actually look at it and figure out what was the framework came from that educational background that you had. So nothing is actually wasted, right? Even if you're not, you're always using it. So that is something that a lot of people don't have the skill and the ability to do, to go back and look and say, oh, well, what was the system here? How do I create a system? How do I see the system? What are the systems? And so for me, that's one of the things I teach my leaders. So I love that. I was like, oh, systems thinking. Go ahead with your bad self. So those are some of the things that I pulled out from your story. And I found it just so meaningful. I want to ask a couple of other questions, right? Because we've talked about the business part of Stephanie. We've talked about how you went from being a student to now this, you know, a mogul. Girl, you better own it, right? Mm-hmm. You're a mogul, but I would like, like to talk about you as a woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're I'm not gonna ask your age because we don't do that, right? But <laughs> we can ask your demographic. So, you're millennial, correct? Or yeah, you're a millennial, yeah. all right? So, as a millennial, and from what I see, you're single. You're okay. All right, cool. And I know you're a Christian because I see that you talk about, we've talked about that from time to time. We share that in uh, common. So tell me about you as a woman. What has this experience been like? Because entrepreneurship is not easy. You know, even when you're successful, like that period when you were struggling, like you couldn't replicate your success or even when you're successful, because I found, you know, I heard an entrepreneur talk about she sold her company for millions of dollars. And that day she just went into a depression. Mm -hmm. There are some like internal things that happen and we don't always talk about that. So I'd love to hear from you some of the lessons that you've learned. And as you as you kind of go through your womanhood. Because you know, this is the iconic womanhood podcast. Mm-hmm. So, as you go through your womanhood, what are some of those experiences and lessons that you've learned as you've gone through your success? You know, relationships, friendships, just your being, anything you can share. We'd love to hear about that.
1: All right. So, f- first of all, I, I think that this is such an adventure the experience. Mm. You don't know where you're starting, you don't know where you're going to end up. You only know the next milestone. But you don't really don't know what opportunities are coming at you. Also, you don't know what challenges are coming at you. It's like you just wake up every day and you're like, Yes, <laughs> I'm going to take on uh, the world. Mm-hmm. So, this, um, this journey, I think it drew me, um, it made me to get very close to God. So, that's where my mm-hmm. relationship with God really blossomed because there are many times when I don't know what to do. Mm. i don't know what to do i don't know where to go and i have to pray so that's really where my i think that my relationship with god has grown because i'm i've been going through this journey it's like a roller coaster experience sometimes um, you go high and when you to get to a point it's like there's there there are different levels of there are different challenges for each level so every Mm -hmm. level that you get to there's a challenge and you need, um, you need help, you need support, you need guidance. So I, I, I would say the experience has been, um, it's been, um, it's been, um, I, I found that I can't do this on myself and I need guidance all the time, mm. all the time. That's what I'll say. In terms of friendships, relationships, I, I, I feel like I have, uh, many of my friendships have come because of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of the work. Uh, um, many of them are work-related. So the only friendships I have um, that are outside work are people that I met while I was in school, you know, before I started any of this. But as I started my business, many of the friendships I've gotten are because of the business. Mm-hmm. Because I met them at an event. Look at you now. It's because of what I'm doing that I, I met you. So mm-hmm. many of the things that have, have happened to me is because of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Purpose... I feel like purpose is everything. Purpose protects, purpose propels when like you're walking in purpose. In fact, when I one of the things that um, the questions I get a lot and some of the women that I serve are single women who are successful. Right. And they are wanting to be more successful, more significant and be soulful in that process. But they're also wanting to find their life partners. And, you know, there's all this pressure about, oh, do this, do that. And I always tell them, listen, the most important thing as from what I can see is walk in purpose because purpose pulls people who are in alignment to you. right because you know and that in that you've kind of illustrated with your friendships and I feel the same way I'm I have a lot of friends that have connected with me and I've connected with them through purposeful work and that is really critical so and then the other thing is so key right faith I don't know how people do it without faith I honestly don't. And to each his own. I'm not one that, you know, pushes my faith on anyone, but I could not have, I couldn't live this life without being a Christian personally. Mm -hmm. It is everything to me. It is just how I survive, like literally day by day, you know, so I get it. And, um, And I I can see it like you have that joy and and very often the peace because you said you have to be essentially what she said was you have to be willing to go on an adventure. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I don't know what the next step is, but I'm seeing this as an adventure. It's a journey. (laughs) And so but you see perspective, how a lot of people would see it. You know, some people have anxiety because they don't know what the next step will be. And I think that's a lot of why entrepreneurship is stressful for people because there's just so much anxiety. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. There's not a lot of security and stability, um, especially when your, your business is not as mature. Mm-hmm. And even when it is, there's so many external forces, things change. You know, If the internet tomorrow was no longer free, it would change the nature of so many businesses. So you have to be willing to pivot, but you have this Understanding, and this is where faith really comes in that you know what, it's going to be okay. I always say it's going to be good, it's going to be yeah. good. Yeah. So, you know, knowing that. So, what are you know, we've talked about some of the things that are really that have grounded you as a woman. What are some of the things that have challenged you? What are some of the biggest things that you know, transformations you've had that maybe. Five years ago, that was the old Stephanie. Ten years ago, that was the old Stephanie. That you're now, like, you've learned so much and you're different now. Oh.
1: Hmm. <laughs> oh. All right, so let me start with this one. The first thing, I used to, I used to um, have such a low self-esteem.
0: I mm. didn't,
1: and it didn't matter whether I was doing well or not, I just didn't think that I could do well, and I kept on sabotaging myself.
0: Girl, um, I remember
1: a particular incident when um, I was—I had done a competition, and I—I I was the best in the whole region. But I didn't believe it. Like me, me, uh. really, you know. And then there was a le- second level to that—a um, second level to that competition. We were supposed to like present in front of an audience, and that's—that's that's where I just. That that just ended it. Like I just said, no, 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 I can't do it. Like what am I going to say? Like you know, mm. I, I I so the the talk in my head was, oh no, you can't. Oh no, you mm. can't. And it, you you yeah. will keep on repeating itself. Oh no, you can't. Oh no, you can't. Mm. And so I would, I, would, I I remember that particular presentation. I went there with a sheet of paper and I was fumbling, shaking. You know, reading from the from the paper. My my voice wasn't um confident. I was sh- you know just mm-hmm. scared, scared because I didn't think that. I had anything really to say. Mm. I think that that, was a, um, that experience was a defining moment for me because mm-hmm. the, the, the ladies that were selected went to go and represent Nigeria in the United Nations event. And then the, the, the leader, the coordinator, came and looked for me and said, Stephanie, you were top on our list, but we were worried that you didn't think that you could, um, you could present, um, confidently present your ideas.
0: Mm. and that really
1: hits me because i what she said she didn't say stephanie we're not good enough she said stephanie we're just worried i could not present your ideas Mm.
0: and
1: that's why i lost that opportunity i went to (sighs) my room and i cried and cried and cried and after that i started saying i have a voice that the world needs to hear i have a message that the the world needs to hear now my transformation did not come like immediately but i kept on taking baby steps so mm-hmm. i started doing things that i would be um that i would that i was afraid of you know and even though i was shaking i can remember one incident i went to um speak in front of a, a large audience and i was sh- my body was shaking like i was sh- i lost control of my body and i started shaking due to fear mm-hmm. and i said to this body i don't care if you like, shake. <laughs> <laughs> you shake. I have a voice and the world needs to hear. I, oh, I am confronting my fears. The, It started to run away. It started to go. And now yes. nobody, when I say I used to be very shy into and um, unsure of myself, I started wow. to own um, the gift that I had. I started to own it. I said, look, I'm good at what I do. You just yes. and, and talk and Quieten that negative voice in my head, because the thing followed me into my business. It would yeah. put out the product, saying no, nobody's going to buy this thing. Put it down, put it yeah. down. I buy it. and I would say to the voice, "You're lying, you're yeah. lying, you're lying." <laughs> <laughs> this is um, it's a real battlefield. I my mean, mind is a battlefield, and I, I realize that every day. And it doesn't go every yeah. new level you're, you're trying to get to there's a battle you have to fight but you have to fight that's it otherwise you're going to be stuck in that um position that's one of the biggest um lessons oh, I've wow
0: learned. wow 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 stephanie girl okay what i'm coming here eh, just prepare we're gonna sit down and have some pepper soup or maybe <laughs> or something because i am loving this conversation and i can so relate The mind is such a battlefield and you're kind of dealing with your inner critic. So that negative self-talk like, Oh, no, one's going to buy it, put it down. You're not going to be any good. You know, and that's something that a lot of women struggle with, including myself. We all have that inner critic and it's programmed, right? And it's partly our ego. Because our ego has, is here to protect us. So that's a part of you that's just saying, Stephanie, we don't want another wahala. We don't want another fail. Just put it down. Just gone. What's, what's a zitz, right? Because, you know, and that part is really holding us back. And I love how you talked about you using positive self-talk, determining. So you're pro- reprogramming your mind through repetition. Because I teach this. Because yes. we, what we don't realize is that our minds have already been programmed, consciously or unconsciously. And one of the ways that our minds are programmed is repetition. You hear things over and over and over again. So there are certain things that you have heard and we don't really realize it because you heard it throughout your life, right? People around you, this is why it's so, you see differences based on how people, the society that they're in or the communities or the families that they're in, because certain things, if everyone around you is fearful, you'll be fearful. Because you have heard fear-based thinking all your life and it has programmed you. However, thank you for sharing that you can actually reprogram your mind. And you start telling yourself over and over again, this is, I have something of value to add to the world, right? So you're telling yourself that this is it. I'm changing my, I'm retraining my mind. I'm retraining my subconscious to get on board with this idea. And it's so important. And I, I, let me tell you, the mind is such a battlefield. Can I share a funny story with you? I was in the grocery store here in Atlanta with my daughter. I have a teenager. And she's so over me and my Nigerian behavior, right? Sometimes she just cannot handle it. So for me, and not only am I Nigerian, I was raised, I'm Nigerian, but then I used to go, I was to a Pentecostal church. So that combination is not a small matato. So I was, we were going down this, um, going down the aisles, like the bread aisle. Right. And for me, one of the things that I don't even have a problem doing it when my mind starts giving me all kinds of rubbish talk. Right. I will, you know, I'll ignore the thought. I'll I, I observe it and like, OK, I have this thought. I'm not going to think it. But then when it's a stubborn thought, it won't go. Because when you don't get engaged, if you don't engage with it, it will go. But if you don't, if it doesn't go, it was stubborn, then I will now do a pattern interrupt and say I reject it. I'll actually say something out loud. Yeah. I reject that's very Pentecostal. I reject it. So oh, I might even add an O oh at the end just to, you know, exclamation point, right? So I'll say that. Or and if it's particularly deep, like a nasty, really negative thought, then I'll say, get thee behind me, right? Just like that. I don't even care. So we're walking down the aisle in in the grocery store. Imagine walking down the aisles of like ShopRite or like we're over here. Just a regular person. Other people are shopping in the aisle. So there's a woman, you know, walking on the other side, an American woman walking down the aisle opposite us, coming towards us. And I had this thought and it was really bugging me and it was something particularly nasty. And I just shouted out. I didn't even realize that I shouted out loud. I didn't even really care. I was like, get me behind me, right? So my daughter immediately puts her hand over her face like, I cannot. Like this woman must disgrace me everywhere we go. The woman on the other side, as she heard me shout, she just carried her load. I just walked the opposite direction. Like whatever she's dealing with, let me just face my fronts, right? And it's so like, so I can relate. But I don't care so much about what yeah. people think because yeah. this yeah. is my mind. And to your point, I, it's my life and I have to win this war. Mm-hmm. I have to win this battle. And so if I let my mind take over, you know, and, and this is important. You're not your thoughts. You are you. You get to think your thoughts. So I love that. And the idea of the confidence being, you know, that they didn't think you were confident enough to present your ideas, and that's why you lost out. And this is why I talk about the inner work. It's not just about the skills acquisition. It's not just about getting the degree. It's not about being brilliant, because obviously you were all those things. But if you don't have the confidence, if you don't have the inner work, if you don't know who you are then it'll be very difficult for you to actualize all of that potential into success. So I love that you talked about that, talked about imposter syndrome. Even though Mm -hmm. you had been asked to be there, you still didn't think you deserved to be there. And how many people can really relate to that? In fact, I think at every new level, we experience it right? Because the first time you make, you know, you have a big paycheck or the first time you get to go to this particular opportunity, you have that. And we struggle with that because again, we've been programmed. So thank you for sharing that so authentically. This conversation, I mean, I think we could just go on and on and on. I have a sneaking suspicion that after Mm -hmm. people hear this, they're going to say, can we have her back? Can she Mm -hmm. come back? So I want to ask you kind of one last question. Okay. And it's a two parter. The two part question A is What do you think holds women back? And based on that, what advice B would you have for women?
1: Hmm. What holds women back? I don't know if it's one thing, but I'll try. <laughs> fear. Mm. Fear. Mm. It has to be fear. Fear of what people will say,
0: Hmm.
1: fear of not being good enough, Hmm. fear of um, not being, um, well, we have this in Africa. It's big here. Fear of being more successful than their husbands.
0: Hmm. Um, That was a big one. Why did you drop that at the end of the podcast? That was a separate discussion now. Ah, Okay, very good. Let's break it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fear of being criticised. Mm-hmm.
1: and um it's really fear
0: yeah. fear
1: holds a lot of women back fear yeah yeah
0: real talk real talk yeah so what and would you, you what advice yeah. would you give
1: um so I, I in in a lot of ways i think you've already you know mentioned like what um what um the answer is but i'll say it again mm. so to overcome fear yeah is you have to face it. Yes. Because you, you didn't get that. The reason why you're fearful is, is some programming has gone on somewhere from mm-hmm. the society, your home, um, um, what people have continually said to you or what you've said to yourself over and over again. But if you truly, truly desire something else, your desires have to be bigger than the fear. Yeah, You have to get where this thing that you're dreaming about this this goal that you have this this thing you want to see in your vision but this thing that your heart is longing for you want it so much that Mm. you don't have time to listen to the fear again so if you can listen to what your soul is longing for and you you focus on it what Mm -hmm. you find is that you find the courage to do it afraid and Mm. when you pass um, you you get over one level of fear. You look back and you say, "What was I even afraid of? What was I? What, what, what scared me? Why, why did I waste so much time because I I was afraid?" But you have to face it. You have to face it. And um, what you can hold on to as you move forward is this desire that you have. Yeah. So I'll give an example. In my own case, of course, I was afraid of whether um, whether this business I was going to start would sustain me. I was afraid. I was scared of what people would say. You know, mm-hmm. I had all those fears. But because I was waking up every day and saying to myself, this is not how I want to spend the rest of my life. Like I was terrified to be doing this forever or to be unhappy forever. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be fulfilled. I wanted to impact lives. I wanted to hear those stories over and over again. So that desire... Helped me to um, get over my fears. So mm. I wasn't listening to fear anymore. I was listening to this um, future that I wanted to see.
0: Oh, mm. stop listening to your fear, listen to your future. Mm. I love it. Stephanie, you have been a wealth of information. You have truly been knowledge is the new gold. (laughs) Knowledge is the new gold. So, first of all, that is the title of her book. Go check it out on Amazon. It is everything. And, Stephanie, I just want to say thank you so much for the time that you've given us and the inspiration that you shared here The, the knowledge, the wisdom, the heart centeredness, the laughter. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for
0: inviting me to. Oh, I'm really pleased to have you on. And so thank you guys for listening. And we will be back soon with another episode, another template of success from the diaspora. And of course, I will be breaking down some of these concepts a little deeper in other episodes as well. So thank you so much, everyone, because we're all part of a matrix of wisdom. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Be well wasn't that a great interview so stephanie like i said is the author of the amazon best-selling book knowledge is the new gold she has been featured everywhere you want to read the show notes so you can really understand all the amazing things she has done and you can also figure out how to get her free masterclass. so Click onto the show notes so that you can get it, but I'm going to give you the URL here. It's stephanieobie.com slash free masterclass. Talk to you soon. Be well.